Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Horizon's End. Horizon's End has released The Great Destroyer. This album takes the band to a whole nother level. This album takes you on a cinematic journey into the darkness of war. And here is my interview with Horizon's End. Hello, my friend. Hello. I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. The pleasure is all mine. Uh, do you listen to me okay? Yes, I hear you just fine. Yeah, me too. Great. <laughs> I wanted to ask about the recording process for The Great Destroyer. How did it go for you? Uh, the recording process was uh, great. We uh, uh, really took our time because uh, there was also the pandemic between uh, Great Destroyer and our previous album, so we have a lot of time at our disposal. And um, there was really no rush to, and we had all the, uh, the chance to do things right. We're really pleased with how it did come out. Yes, it's an absolute great album. I wanted to ask... Uh... How did, Thank you. Uh, how did the uh, thought come to you conceptually for the album? Uh, the thought came some years ago. Uh, these uh, songs were written in between 2010 and 2015. And uh, these years had uh, a lot of turmoil in regarding uh, war in Syria and things like that. And uh, here in Greece, uh, we are we were really close to these things and uh, we lived uh, these things uh, first. And especially the hardships and despair of uh, kids and children and things, situations like this. Mm. But um, so these songs were written at that time. It was coincidentally the time that I became a father. So these things had a special meaning for me. Um, unfortunately, these things uh, have, um, even in our time, meaning because these things are almost for every age. This is something that unfortunately is war always happens somewhere. So it doesn't really matter if it's Syria or Ukraine or whenever. It's something that has universally... Absolutely, it's touched us all. That's the sad part, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask if you could speak on my two favorite tracks, Catalysts of Fear and Postcards from War. Mm-hmm. Uh, musically or lyrically? Lyrically. Postcards from War is um, really the thoughts and the feelings of uh, the children afflicted by how I imagine I, I can be in their shoes, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, however we can see it, but uh, how I imagine these kids uh, uh, 
live this uh, through these uh, things, through these difficult situations. Um, it's not really a song about hope, unfortunately. It's a, it's a desperate song, really, sure. lyrically. And uh, Catalyst for of Fear is, uh, I would say, about the same things, but uh, has mostly to do with uh, fear and how this uh, fear uh, uh, in is getting instilled inside these kids. And when these kids become adults, uh, they perpetu the, the, the cycle gets uh, again. Yes, absolutely. These things. I think. Mm. And I, I want to ask you, because the album is such an emotional album, I want to ask you, what track was the hardest for you guys to do in the studio due to the content? Uh, probably Postcards of War. Uh, I think uh, lyrically it's uh, the most raw of them all. And uh, the, it's the last uh, song of the album also. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's somehow reaches uh, the climax of uh, all these things. I also wanted to ask you, what can fans look for next? Um, what is the band looking to do next? Will you go to the road? Will you uh, release another uh, video? Um, what lies in the future? Uh, hopefully a new album in um, less amount of time than the previous one. Uh, we have no plans for live uh, at this uh, particular time. Actually, this uh, we were banned uh, before we have our first two albums were released some 30 years ago, 1998 and 2001. A, a very long gap between releases. Um, this form of Horizon Sand right now is mostly a studio project, you can say. Of course, if uh, chains, uh, we might look into playing live sometime in the future, but for right now, our priority is to release the music that we have already accumulated all those years. There are two fully composed and composed and orchestrated albums that are waiting <laughs> to be released. I also want to ask you if you could give me a band history lesson. How did Horizons End begin? Uh, well, uh, we began in 1993. Uh, actually wanted to play what was at that time um, uh, the progressive metal which was uh, hot right uh, at that moment uh, you know dream theater things like that um, technically challenging music but still metal um, and uh, after a demo we were like to 
was signed with a, with a German label, WMMS, which was specialized in this kind of music. And we had our first album in 1998, which was called, which was called Sculpture on Ice. Mm. Then uh, in 2001, uh, we had our second album, Concrete Surreal. And um, we actually recorded a third uh, album that has never seen the light of day until now, in 2000. Because at that time, we really drifted apart from, for very various reasons. So there was no uh, band uh, in um, readiness to support a release. In 2017, again, and... Uh, we recorded uh, the, yeah, our third album, after 18 years after our second one, uh, 2019's Skeleton Keys. Mm. And uh, here, uh, our fourth album, Great Destroyer. I also wanted to ask if you could speak on your personal musical journey. At what age did you begin in the art? Uh, I think uh, 10 years old. Uh, I liked uh, really. I really liked listening to music, and uh, I asked for a Christmas present for a for a small keyboard or synthesizer or something like this. And uh, after having it, I started playing uh, simple melodies in the beginning and uh, wanting to learn more and more music, uh, listening to more music, and one thing led to another, and. Uh, <laughs> Now, I'm playing music for all, over 30 years now. <laughs> I'm 47, by the way. Along that musical journey, what has been the best advice that has been given to you? Mm, to listen to music. Uh, more music, the better. Because... Um, you really cannot appreciate all the aspects of music by listening to one thing only uh, in terms of bands or genres. Uh, you really have to keep an open mind and uh, you can find uh, things you like even in styles of music that you particularly enjoy. Never be negative about anything. <laughs> and uh, probably that's why I like progressive music so much because it incorporates things from different, uh, from rock music, from metal, from classical, from jazz. Sure. And uh, I also want to ask you, in your 30 years, um, if you could pick your proudest moment as a musician, what would you say that was? Mm. Well, every time we release an album with Horizon Sand, uh, I'm feeling proud because, uh, especially in the last two albums where I have written all the music, uh, it's like my children, I'm proud of them. Uh, but there was also when, uh, a moment when we played, uh, when we opened for Dio in front of uh, a lot of people which was a really standout moment for, for us in 1998 in Sofia, Bulgaria. I also want to ask you, when you're not working on music, 
Do you have any other hobbies that you enjoy? Well, yes, I like reading books and comics. Uh, uh, I'm not very fond of outdoors activities, <laughs> movies, series, uh, reading, things like that. <laughs> And if you could pick, if you was to go on tour, and you could pick from any band to tour with you, who would you choose? Mm. Active band or yes, any band? From, mm, tough one. Uh, gallery are active in touring. I think not. That would be great. Symphony X probably. I like very much Leprous from new things of the last 10 years. And Not necessarily add... something. Yeah, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Please continue. No, no I was going to say not necessarily bands that are musically very similar to Horizon Sand. It would probably be more interesting to play with uh, people. I'm a bit uh, different than us. That's why I said leprous. <laughs> and I also want to ask you, uh, this band has had a, a long career. Um, you haven't been able to put out a lot of releases, but everything you've released has been more than valid. I want to ask, what do you feel is the key to longevity in the business? Uh, I don't if I'm the right person to answer this, because actually what really motivates us is our love for, for music. Nothing else. It's not financial or uh, fame, things like that, which we obviously <laughs> don't have. Uh, it's just love of music. We wanted to put our music out there because we love music and we, are, we believe in what we're doing, regardless of uh, whether this thing would be successful or not. That's why we don't have so many releases, which is something we hope to change in the years to follow. <laughs> but uh, this was our motive was just uh, getting the music we have out there when we feel like it, not anything else. <laughs> And I wanted to ask you, um, being in Greece, how is the music scene in the area? Actually, it's pretty good. There are many bands that are um, uh, having releases out there, lives, and uh, the scene here in Greece is a robust one. Um, I... Uh, I'm not really optimistic about, doesn't have not to do with grace only. I think uh, people who play this kind of music are getting older and older. I don't see many young kids uh, picking up a guitar or keyboard and playing music, unfortunately. I don't know if it's if it's the same in the States, it's probably is. It is as well. I think yeah. a lot of the problem is that um, in the United States, at least, that uh, 
music isn't taught anymore in school. Oh, yeah, I understand. And what's popular also, it's mostly music created by R&B artists, hip-hop artists, or computer electronic music, not necessarily having the motive to pick up a guitar. Sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So there are a lot of bands here in Greece, but uh, the average age of the musicians, it's getting older and older year by year. And I also wanted to ask you, what's the best way to get a physical copy of the album or any merchandise from the band? What's the? Excuse me? What's the best way to get a physical copy of the album and uh, the best way to get merchandise from the band? Well, uh, physical copies from the album, one can uh, uh, go go to our the site of our uh, disc label record label, uh, Steel Gallery Records. It's our label. And uh, we don't have any merchandise so far. <laughs> <laughs> As I said before, we're, we're just for the music, actually. <laughs> sure. And, uh, and lastly, I wanted to ask you if you could give a message to your fans. What would that message be? Um... Firstly, thanks for listening to us and um, to wait uh, more music from us. This is what we really are determined to do in the future. And uh, to really have an open mind to a lot of music. Music can only make us better. <laughs> sure, absolutely. And I think that, uh, you know, especially an album as great as this one, I think it's important for bands to understand that, you know, this isn't an album to pick out a track here or there and listen to. You need to take the album in as a whole. Mm, yes, exactly. That's the way I prefer listening to music whole albums, not songs, but it's probably something that uh, it's in decline these years. <laughs> People tend to prefer mostly songs rather than albums. Well, I wanted to thank you, my friend, for taking time to speak with me. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. For having me. <laughs> Best of luck. Thank you, and I hope you have a great rest of your day, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Bye. Cheers. Bye. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button, and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.